We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday. Between aging and busy lifestyles, many women struggle with maintaining their physical and mental wellness. At Aquavita Concierge Healthcare Services for Women, we can help you revitalize your health and reclaim your life. We start from within by balancing your hormones, allowing your body to achieve and maintain desired weight goals. We also specialize in peptide therapies, regenerative medicine, sexual health, and aesthetics in our state-of-the-art facilities. Feel better, look better, live better. At Aquavita, visit aquavitality.com and begin your journey today. What is happening, everybody? It is Tuesday afternoon, which means what? It means it's time for Eric Lindquist and I to break down the upcoming PGA Rainmaker. So, you know, sometimes on this show, we talk about UFC when it's a pay-per-view card, but a lot of times, too, we're out here talking about PGA and, you know, great product, the Rainmakers. And as you guys come in, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you have not tried it out at this point of the year, you're missing out. And there's a link that you guys could click on below that is going to get you a totally free starters pack for the PGA Rainmakers. And what you're also going to get in that is your choice of a stud golfer. It could be Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy. Uh, it's funny in hindsight now that Justin Thomas is included amongst the studs you could choose from at this point. Because oh my God, because uh, Justin, there, there was it, it was only a few months ago that he was actually considered a stud. Uh, Justin Thomas, you, do you remember those times, Eric? Yeah, they were few and far between. Uh, we saw him play well in Connecticut. That was fun, right? Right. Remember the good times? Barely. No? Yeah, apparently it's true. It's been brutal. And as anybody who's played golf again, you know, I've had my own episodes with a putter where I wanted to snap it and throw it in the woods. Like I'm happy Gilmore just wanted to be with its friends. Uh, it's, it's just, it's terrible to watch. It's not enjoyable. He's hitting bunker shots sideways on 18 to make nines. And he's just can't hit a putt to make his, to save his life. He switched to a counterbalance putter, which com- feels completely different than a regular putter. I mean, it is just wild the stuff that he's going through. But uh, yeah, it's kind of like the way I felt about UFC last week. And unlike you, who absolutely smashed. You know, it's funny. I, I was just kind of thinking about kind of like a comp for this. You, you, when you, when somebody's making drastic changes like that, you know, it's not going well. Like who was, was it Tristan Thompson who all of a sudden one day decided, you know, I'm going to try shooting free, throw, free throws left hand instead of right hand. It's like, boy, that's a red flag. Like if you're, if you're like, if you're like, what, what if I shoot lefty instead of righty today? Kind of yep. the same, like totally overhauling how you putt. Chances are things are not going all that well for you. But anyway, we don't really have many of the stud golfers in the field this week. Although with that said, Justin Thomas actually is in the field for this event. But moving forward, because, you know, people have that choice to claim the free starters pack below. Who would you recommend they pick? Would it be Scotty Shepard? Would it be Would it be John Rom? Would it be Roy McIlroy or somebody else, perhaps? Yeah, Justin Thomas. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I think Rory McIlroy is the runaway favorite for me at this point in time. One, I think there's a chance that you get extra utility from him. Scotty Scheffler, we've seen play some of like the Houston Open things like that in the last couple of years. So maybe there is some utility for him there. But I think more than likely. You're going to get Rory McIlroy playing more tournaments than Scotty Scheffler after the FedEx Cup playoffs. And then for the FedEx Cup playoffs, there's nobody who plays Eastlake the way that Rory McIlroy plays Eastlake. You get down to 30 golfers, you're my Sep Straka. I mean, I have so much Sep Straka that it's going to work out nicely in that capacity. But I keep trying to build towards what that top 30 could look like. 
And every single time I'm like, well, Rory McIlroy is my preferred captain. So maybe I should start uh, just stockpiling him in a certain way now, you know, when he's not playing on weeks like this. And then I'll be set to go come East Lake. But Scotty Scheffler obviously was right there in that final group with him, too. He never finishes outside of the top 13. Hard to go wrong with one of those two. And now we've got the tournament talk about this. By the way, this the was it the 6M or the 3M open? I forget what number it was in the front. Absolutely. 3M. 3M, was, was that what the number was? Yep, because I, I can tell you, total, total train wreck from a DFS perspective where, like, my best, I think it was my second best lineup last week, which had, like, it had Lee Hodges in it. I had some other really long golfers. And it finished, I want to say, like, 200th in the $5 with Sung Jae Eminent, who didn't even make the cut. Like, of the lineups, and I've pretty regularly been playing 150 now, in terms of classic contests. And I think I had four out of 150 make six out of six. It was like well above what the field did last week. It was such a difficult event. So for the Rainmakers World Championship, I don't know if you saw this. Shout out to the winner. Uh, this is not to undermine the winner. <laughs> he had three of five. <laughs> three of five was in was the winning lineup of the World Championship Rainmakers Golf Tournament. So again, if you're playing up in the elite contest, you don't have to be perfect. And in this case... You could be far from perfect. He had a missed cut. He had two missed cuts in his lineup. Ends up uh, with a Finau. And then Keith Mitchell, who uh, just withdrew from this tournament. I would have been very interested in him on Bermuda, at Bermuda Grass at the Wyndham. But uh, Keith Mitchell was in that lineup. Finau, Mitchell, and I can't remember the other player that he had. But shout out to him. Con congrats on the W. Interesting, though, to have three of five be the winner. It's yeah, just that it was... kind of a week absolutely impossible tournament last week it was it was so difficult if you were just trying to project the winner predict the winner it was it was really tough sledding and there's something i've been really excited to bring up with you this week based on our projections eric do you have a feeling what that what that might be i think i have an idea do you know samuel burns the number one overall projected golfer in our projections this week sam burns he has been your guy somebody i've held I some did. cards on for the entire year is, is this going to be the big week where he yes. really pays this off for, for holding his cards all year? And he's had some big, he had some big outings earlier in the year. As of late, he hasn't had some of the best results. Do you agree with our projection saying that Sam Burns is the number one guy to roster for this week's tournament? I'm the wrong person to ask because yes, I he has the most upside of anybody in the entire tournament this week. And yes, I'm comparing him to Hideki and Sung Im and Russell Henley and Adam Scott and Shane Lowry. Ludwig Aberg, who's, again, not available for Rainmaker's purposes, uh, Justin Thomas, he's the number one target for me. And I could not believe it when I saw that Sam Burns was at the top of our top player probability, but that's twofold. One, when Sam Burns plays well, he wins golf tournaments. He has more win equity compared to what his level of skill is compared to just anybody. He comes off of an open championship miscut. Do not factor that in whatsoever. Genesis Scottish open top 20, uh, 32nd at the U S open 16th at the Memorial six at the Charles Schwab. Yes. He's going to have miscuts in the middle of it, but when Sam Burns is on Bermuda grass, you do not fade him. The LSU Tiger has historically been an absolute killer on this surface. You've seen him play well uh, in Florida multiple, multiple times. We've seen him go to the St. Jude and put up some ridiculous results. I'm telling you, Sam Burns is the kind of guy that you just want to be putting in captain spots every single week, regardless of the tournament, because the times that he wins, it's going to jump you way up the leaderboard. And I think this week especially, you're going to see the people clicking on Hideki. You're going to see the people clicking on, I mean, shit, we're going to see some steamed up 
uh, Justin Thomas again this week, which is terrifying to think about. But I am so in love with starting lineups with Sam Burns. He is the kickoff of my video today for Rainmaker. Sam Burns in the captain spot for single entry. Love to see it. Sam Burns, I got a bunch of his cards, courtesy of yourself, and definitely going to be playing those this week. But the other guy I want to ask you about is Sung Jae-him, who was super popular last week and, you know, in Rainmakers as well. He was somebody a lot of people played in the captain's spot. Off the top of my head, I don't remember what his captain ownership was in contest, but I do remember he was one of the most rostered captains that we had in the in the uh, 3M Championship Tournament last week. And then if you look at him this week, he's coming in second in our projections, obviously. And by the way, I should say second in terms of top golfer probability. He is first in terms of top five golfer probability in our Rainmakers model, which by the way, is totally free. So I'll drop this into the YouTube chat right now. Does he bounce back this week? Because he was a massive disappointment last week. Is that going to maybe drive people away from playing him in the captain? And what's your what's your level of trust in him? Uh, I plan on fading Sung JM for Rainmaker's purposes. I think he's going to come in over-owned for what he should be. And we see this happen a lot where there's a couple of clear-cut top players, not only in name recognition, but there's no doubt that over a five-year sample size, Sung JM is one of the top three players in this field. Nobody's going to deny that. It's Justin Thomas, Sung JM, whomever else, Sam Burns, you could probably put at the three slot if you're me. But he is in such bad form right now, and it's been so difficult to watch. It's been interesting because he's finding different ways of disappointing you every single week. He was positive off the tee, which at the 3M with water lurking off the tee, that was kind of the main component that you had to get right. He gained 1.4 in two rounds of golf, but then he lost two with the putter. He had been positive with the putter in five straight, so I guess you could say, hey, I'm going to just negate that. But we don't have any better than a 24th in his last nine events. That's since the Wells Fargo Championship. So uh, I'm just saying, even relative to this field, the field strength falls off a map. And you could say, hey, well, you know, the Genesis Scottish Open had a field. Obviously, he's played two majors in that time frame, the Memorial. But then he has the Charles Schwab and the Rocket Mortgage. Neither of those were exactly elite fields. They were more scoring shootouts, that being the Rocket Mortgage, especially in Detroit. He's not really finding it around the green. He generally needs to be somebody who's gaining a shot, shot and a half in that regard. He's lost around the green in four of his last five with strokes gain data. He's lost six of his last eight with strokes gain data around the green. Now off the tee, he's going to continue to be decent here, but this is a second shot golf course yet again this week. And the irons have been spotty. The putter has now been spotty. And the around the green game has definitely been spotty. So I'm thinking we just avoid 25% ownership for M. Play the field with your packs. Play the field with your cards in the secondary market. I'm looking far more uh, down the board than Sung JM this week. Yeah, Sung JM uh, is somebody who, and by the way, it, it's not like this is a tournament where, you know, some of these, it'll be like, hey, Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler is like a 10 and 8% chance yeah. to be the top scoring golfer. It's very flat in our projections this week. You've got Sam Burns at the top. That's at 3.4%. Sung JM second at 3%. Then you got Matsuyama, 2.3%. So mm -hmm. it's still very, very flat. It, overall, we have, let's see, how many golfers have a 1% chance or better to be the top scoring golfer? for us this week it is yeah, nearly 50 so like that, that's 50. how uh exactly 50 up. actually exactly 50 on the yeah. number a lot a lot of golfers here that we have with a realistic chance to win and i know you mentioned the one you like the most sam burns the one you dislike the most sung jm who is another option that you know people are gravitating towards on this high end which is funny like 
Denny McCarthy is considered like a high-end target for this event. Who is somebody that you like pairing with Sam Burns that you think is a good target on the secondary market for this particular tournament? Yeah, so I want to amend one thing. I want to make sure if you have Sung JM, you can go ahead and play Sung JM. He's still going to be one of those guys, but he's $7.25. I'm looking further down the board in my investment for this tournament specifically. If you're having these cards every single week, you know, if you've had Sung JM, it has not worked out for you. That's for sure. It's been a net negative for you on the entire PGA Tour season. But I'm looking at guys like Denny McCarthy. He is sitting there sub $5. And I don't think people realize how good Denny McCarthy has been over the course of the last however long. He's pretty cheap in terms of DFS this week. I think he'll end up being pretty popular at 8700 for classic contests. But we're talking sixth at the John Deere, gaining 6.1 with the putter. The Travelers, 5.3 with the putter. 20th at the U.S. Open, 3.2. The Memorial, he gained 11.3 with the putter. He is the best putter on the PGA Tour. This Taylor Montgomery stuff, that was that is so far in the past. All of y'all were crazy. He played bad at the Open Championship, but that's a completely different style of golf. Again, I just write off everything that happened overseas there, unless there was something drastic in terms of uh, you know approach numbers or putting numbers. Again, you're getting back on the fast surfaces that you're used to. You're back on your preferred stuff here. We've seen him play well on Bermuda, 25th at the RBC Heritage, 19th at the Valspar, 8th at the Wells Fargo. He's gaining crazy amounts. 4.2 strokes gained with the putter over his last 10 events. 5.4 over his last five with strokes gained data. Those are ridiculous marks. If you're looking for this golf tournament being a scoring fest like it generally can be, you are definitely looking at Denny McCarthy as an investing piece here, sub $5 for Rainmakers. Yeah, and a lot of these guys are relatively cheap. And something that you and I used to talk about and brought it up a couple of weeks ago as well is that we're past the majors. There's a lot of times we'd be looking at tournaments. We'd say, hey, the Open Championship is coming up. How does it impact? Hey, look at guys like a Shane Lowry or Rory McIlroy. And all the majors are behind us now, which were the biggest Rainmakers tournaments of the year. But now, are you looking forward to the FedEx Cup playoffs and any particular golfers that you think could make sense for this tournament? But then also, you look forward to the FedEx playoffs and think like, hey, this is also a golfer who I want to maybe get some shares of now because I could play them now, but they're also going to look really good for me down the road. Yeah, so that's where you kind of want to have that board pulled up and mm -hmm. kind of sitting next to you. Uh, my guy, Sepp Straka, I've been beating the drum for him. He's 15th. He's pretty securely inside of that top 30. It would take a lot for him to be falling outside of it. I love the Denny McCarthy play because he's sitting at 25th. He's going to play this event. He's going to play the next event. He's going to play the next event. He's going to play the next event all the way until, you know, that FedEx Cup playoffs finale where you're hoping that he's in that top 30. But you know he's going to be going out, guns blazing, trying to play himself into that situation. I think that's also where Russell Henley is interesting. He's sitting at 34th right now in the FedEx Cup playoffs. My guy Sam Burns sitting at 19th. He's going to find himself at Eastlake more than likely again this season. And then you've got some of these guys that, you know, are, are lingering in these mid-50s range. And somebody needs to play well and make a move. And that's where Eric Cole is like the light of my life. He is sitting at 40th right now. He's going to play this event. He's going to play every event leading into this. And they have trimmed that first event. It's not 125 anymore. You're looking at 70 players that you need to be looking at. He's firmly within that realm. Like he's not going to do anything to play himself outside of being in that first event. And in terms of DK scoring, he's third amongst this entire field in DK scoring over the course of the PGA Tour season. He's also second over his last 10 events. That's ridiculous. That's because he has a sixth at the RBC, 15th at the PGA Championship, 24th at the Travelers. 
you had him go over playing the Genesis Scottish Open, didn't get into the Open Championship despite some really torrid play here this season, but he can gain so many shots with the putter. He's another guy that I think pairs nicely with a Denny McCarthy, where you're hoping you can spike some of that iron play. And he's been way better with the approach than a Denny McCarthy has been this season. He's an all-around really good golfer as long as he gets the ball off the tee. If he can get it off the tee here, and I don't think it's all that difficult. A lot of three woods, two irons you can hit, drivers that aren't going to necessarily roll out and put you in penalized areas. Yeah, the rough can be very penal in some spots with the thick Bermuda, but I'm looking at this golf course as one that I want to attack with putters, iron players. He is the cream of the crop in that regard and super cheap for classic contests as well as Rainmakers purposes. Uh, Give me all the Eric Cole. And there's somebody who kind of similarly, I want to bounce off you to see what you make of him because Adam Scott right now is just outside the top seven. He's 81st, but he hasn't played poorly this year. If you look at his, he just hasn't played very much this year, which just hurt the amount of points he's been able to accrue. So I assume, and tell me if this is correct or incorrect, that he's likely to be more active in tournaments going forward to break into the top 70. So Adam Scott is somebody who actually did buy a few cards of this morning because they were super cheap. They're only a few dollars each. Is he somebody else who, by the way, also, he is one of the betting favorites to win this event. He's not like the betting mm-hmm. favorite, but I think DraftKings last LT was like 25 to one, somewhere around those odds. So like just behind the guys like Sung J.M., Hideki Matsuyana, and, and Sam Burns. Is Adam Scott somebody that we should also be considering as, as a player who could just be really active in the next few tournaments? Yeah, I love that. And I don't think people understand the financial gain that you get by finishing in that top 30. Uh, Even for these guys, again, if you're offering somebody up a million bucks just to show up at a golf tournament, 99.9% of people, you know, people who aren't John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Tiger Woods, and uh, that's probably the list right now. You are looking at them showing up and playing that golf tournament. So that is a great piece of incentive for Adam Scott to get on his, uh, get on his horse and start playing golf. I mean, you could say the same thing about Justin Thomas, but Adam Scott at least has a pulse here right now. And Justin Thomas is trying to play himself into Ryder Cup contention because I don't think you can justify a captain's pick on him unless you just beat the drum for his record over the course of the last however many Ryder Cups, which has been very, very stellar. But I'm with you, Adam Scott, 35 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Uh, The putter has not been the problem. It's actually been the approach for him over the course of this last uh, 50 round sample size that we have for him. Over his last 10, it's been a little bit better, but uh, it's a little spotty. The thing you get with him is the driver-putter combination, which I think is a little bit rare. And Adam Scott really found some utility with this new long putter he put in the bag last year, really starting to come to fruition. He's only lost strokes with the putter in one event since the Genesis and the Genesis was played in LA back in February. So shout out Adam Scott for figuring it out in that part of this golf game. Yeah. So that's my guy that I had kind of queued up for for that sort of thing is like, all right, who's going to be more active in the coming tournaments and super cheap on the secondary market as well. So Adam Scott is somebody who I like getting to in that kind of, a realm as well. But now if we look at cheapies, are there any real long shots you like for this tournament? Now, to some extent, everybody's kind of a long shot because there is no, you know, there is no Rory McIlroy who's eight to one to win. There is no Scotty Scheffler who's six to one. But is there anybody you're looking at at, you know, 60, 70 to 81 odds or longer that you think is realistically live to win, but also could be somebody you want to play in Rainmakers lineups? Yeah, so I do my bet, my betting video over on the Odd Chopper channel where I'll talk through DraftKings Sportsbook odds. I'll cover a lot of in-depth pieces. And somebody that's really caught my eye this entire season that I can guarantee you I've never been interested in before was Garrick Higo. 
He's somebody that I think uh, he completely is flipping the build on what this week is generally going to be. He's 137th in strokes gained approach, 101st in strokes gained putting over his last 50 rounds. That is not good. He's third off the tee, 52nd around the green, and we're starting to see a little bit of life in the putter. He's been positive in three straight. He comes off of a 13th at the 3M, a 21st at the John Deere, and a 33rd at the Rocket Mortgage. He seems to be comfortable in these weaker field events, which shouldn't surprise anybody. He won his very first uh, stateside golf tournament to have his PGA Tour card for two years uh, in a very weak field event. And he is a multiple-time winner on the DP World Tour now formerly European tour when he was over uh, overseas there. So the, the South African here, I'm feeling pretty good about his form right now. 4.7 with the putter, 1.3 with the approach last time out. I think you kind of ride the wave with somebody this young, this talented, and somebody who's actually won before. 75 to 1, he is a very risky, risky option considering his golf game doesn't fit the mold. But I think his recent form is justified enough where his price is cheap enough that I think you can fire him up in Rainmakers this week. It's just a high upside boomer bust option. We have a really interesting question in the YouTube chat from Taylor Grams. Taylor wants to know, what are our thoughts on the new golfers released this week? Sam Stevens? Jimmy Walker, Tano Goya, and then he wants to know, is it more advantageous to play them with less cards in circulation or is it not worth it? Obviously, the not worth it part would be that uh, these are not the best golfers in the world or else they would have been included in the initial set. That's why they're <laughs> kind of, you know, an add-on yeah. towards the end of the season. But there is an interesting point brought up here that they're much shorter prints of these golfers than there are of the golfers that came out early in the year and have been available in secondary sets and prize packs and all that. Are any of these golfers that just dropped of interest to you or, or is it more of a pass? So anytime you have golfers that you've already purchased, you're playing them, period, end of story. You want to fill out your lineups every single week. And the Padraig Harrington one was kind of an interesting one, I thought, for maybe like an open championship deal. He got uh, offered in what they're calling the wired set that existed in the NFL last year for NFL Rainmakers. That's what he's kind of referring to here this week. I think Brandon Matthews, because he hits at 350, is just somebody that you can throw out there in case he's hitting it straight for any given week. But overall, these are not the best golfers. You're 100% correct. There's a reason that they're $2.99. The one thing they do allow you, though, is they allow you to build out a rare contest for $2.99. And then the core ones, I think, are $0.99 cents that they have there in the uh, secondary market. You're probably not running into any events for the next two or three weeks where you're going to use them. But there's definite utility at the end of September into November where these guys might be playing in tournaments like up in Napa, uh, going to be playing the Houston Open, things of that nature. Uh, there'll be at Sea Island, Georgia, these weak, weak field events where they legitimately have some finishing equity. I'm not saying win equity. They're not going to be the elite players in any field. But I think you can round out a lineup. And if you cash one of those in a rare single entry, one out of the next six weeks, $13, I think uh, $15 is the low payout. I think it's $10 or $15, depending on the week. It might be a major, it's $15, but $10 if you cash once. If you finish well, you're paying for all those cards instantly. So I think there's some utility. I would probably start with Brandon Matthews, Padraig Harrington. Those are two guys that I do think we'll see a little bit of come the fall swing, but uh, nobody that's a priority, you are correct about that. And then any of these craft and burn golfers of interest to you, I'll read them off the ones that are available. We've got Gilgic, we've got Sabatini, we've got Warinsky. Any of those that you would be willing to craft and burn for this week outside of the thing like maybe you have a golfer who's just totally dead that you got in a starters pack, but any of these golfers have actually any kind of real interest to you? 
Uh, not particularly. I mean, these th- this is the worst batch we've had in a very, <laughs> very long time. Uh, Richie Warinsky is okay if you wanted to try to get a little bit of him. Um, people seem to be going to Rory Sabatini. He's got the name recognition amongst the three. He was the, uh, was he, yeah, silver medalist at the Olympics behind Xander Shoffley. Uh, and then you had uh, Yoon that was the guy, or C.T. Pan finished third, was the bronze medalist there. So Rory Sabatini has played some decent golf as recently as the previous Olympics. It's been a hot second, though, since we've seen him at the top of leaderboards. So uh, I would probably be going towards Rowinski 1, Sabatini 2, and uh, Glitchik 3, but uh, none of them priorities in any way, shape, or form. Of those three, we have Warinsky project with the best odds of making the cut. And uh, what would you what would you wager to guess our projected odds are of Warinsky making the cut? Forty percent, thirty four point seven six. Okay, so, that was a good guess. Yeah, no, very. You you were close there, but uh, either way, I think it paints a picture that these are maybe not the best options to go to. You know, like I said, if you have somebody that's a starter card that you got and it's just somebody who's not in this event or maybe they're injured, something along those lines, like sure, turn them into one of these golfers that are playing this week, but nothing that I would be prioritizing. Certainly probably not playing them over anybody you might already have in your collection. So uh, that is a good question there though, from uh, Taylor. We do appreciate that. That's a a good thought there on those cards that are dropping. And yeah, that is something that we've seen a handful of times. It's going to be prominent for football as well, which by the way, did you see the football announcement the other day? Uh, no, I did not see the specific one that you're probably referring to. There's going to be NFL Rainmakers preseason contests. <gasps> oh, no. Let's yes, go. Yes, oh, sir. my. Let's so, go. If you guys are interested in checking out the football product, which is obviously the flagship Rainmakers product, because it's the flagship fantasy product in general. Yes, they are going to be running, uh, not starting this week with the with the Thursday night game, but starting next week, they're going to be preseason NFL Rainmakers contests. So, uh, I'm kind of curious also, because, you know, just a couple minutes left here, but just some general thoughts on it. What do you think you'd be looking and, you know, obviously you're just kind of firing from the hip a little bit here, but as we're starting to get into NFL season, what might you look to try to get once some of the more packs start coming out and cards are releasing for the NFL? Are we looking at rookies for the preseason? Are we looking at backup quarterbacks? Is this the time that we could get some of those That's- backup quarterbacks with with uh, utility? That's kind of where I was going with my first thought was I want to try to lock in quarterbacks. Can I play more than one quarterback in a lineup if it's going to be just utilities all the way down or if it's going to be, you know, like the the traditional rainmakers where you play quarterback, couple running backs, you get the the wide receivers and the flex. One thing I'll throw out for preseason, because this has been something that's been tried and true for me the last couple of years. Last year, I didn't get to devote as much time to preseason football, but Tight ends. If you can get rookie tight ends that are going to be out there for blocking schemes and catching schemes, they're going to see a lot more playing time than your traditional wide receivers, you know, especially rookie wide receivers that you might be targeting with high upside top options. You also have injury news, like for the Broncos, where Tim Patrick goes down, tears his Achilles. You want to be proactive in picking up the third, fourth, fifth string wide receivers in those kind of situations for preseason because they have way more utility than a Cortland Sutton, than a Jerry Judy. So you want to be very, very proactive and quick to react to those. But I will say, I'm very curious to see if it's all utility players because I would try to stockpile quarterbacks. I would just try to play as many of those guys who have a chance to play an entire second half 
You could also look at running backs who are third, fourth, fifth on the depth chart, who, again, anybody who runs in and scores a touchdown, they are few and far between to be able to actually have in your lineups. They are rare to show up. So you're looking for opportunity first. You're looking for quarterbacks that can play for more than a quarter. And you're looking for those red zone type touches. And uh, again, very difficult to target, but I'm looking forward to that. I had no idea. All I know is that uh, I saw the entire intro. They did a great job breaking down all of the changes from last year to this year. I'm excited for Rainmakers NFL. I know you are too, Greg. Yep. And by the way, just because you threw it out there, I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw a random rookie tight end that I think could have preseason. Success. I'm ready. Cause, Cause what are we doing other than, than right here? Just it's preseason <laughs> football. We're throwing shit at the wall. Yeah. Sam Laporta. That's your guy. Oh my God. Right he's off the bat. He's, he's scoring a preseason touchdown. I guarantee it right now. Sam Laporta, in the same way that I made a dumb prediction last <laughs> night that in the first inning, Jose Altuve would hit a single and then steal second base in the first inning. What did he do? He did it. Did exactly that. And he ended up doing it twice. He did it later on in the game against Noah Syndergaard, who can't keep anybody on base. So anyway, guys, thank you very much for watching. If you've not done it One more thing, one more thing, one more thing. Go to the drops, everybody. 2023 FedEx Cup playoff packs go live at 2 p.m. Going live here. We are are like right now, I think it's ready to rock. Uh, No, it'll be 5 p.m. Eastern time. So 2 p.m. my time out on the West Coast. Rainmakers. FedEx Cup playoff packs, they are dropping. You go to the drops in the top section. They're $99.99, but it is only going to be players that are in that top tier that you're looking at from there. It's a great way that if you haven't been playing PGA Tour Rainmakers, there is absolute equity considering there are Scotty Scheffler's up for grabs. John Rahm's, Roy McIlroy's, we're talking the elite, elite players and they'll have things like the CJ Cup in the fall. There'll be other events that give you an opportunity to make that money, honey. So FedEx Cup playoff packs, check those out in the lobby. All right, guys. Thank you very much for watching. If you have not done it yet, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. In addition to those packs that are dropping, the totally free starters pack. At this point in the season, I know a lot of you probably claimed them, but if by chance you haven't, click on that link below. Totally free starters pack to build out a lineup. Make some free money with it. So guys, good luck with all your lineups this week, and I'll see you back here next week. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday did you miss your deadline to renew your medicaid coverage you can still send your completed annual review form to healthy connections medicaid you may be assigned to another health plan but you can ask to come back to first choice within 60 days of renewed medicaid eligibility it's your family it's your choice first choice is the right choice renew and choose us visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more